Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. My name is Bill Atride, and this is the seventh show of 2018, and I thought today we would look at some of the uh, current astrological conditions that we are now faced with here at the middle of the calendar year. Um, and so I thought I'd revisit something I talked about in my forecast for 2018, the Uranus semi-square Neptune aspect. That's, again, exact today. So this is an aspect that was occurring partially in 2017 and throughout 2018 here. Uh, and so it's sort of the presiding or main influence, you might say, over these two years. Uh, but again, everything is considered in terms of cycles and patterns. And so it stretches out over a much longer period. But we'll look at this moment in time and also uh coming up uh next week or the week after on june 26 uh, and running till august 27th there'll be mars turning retrograde and many of you are familiar with retrogrades and everybody knows about mercury retrograde seemingly but what does it mean to have mars retrograde and what are the indications for it for us at this time i thought it'd be good to get that also uh done today if we can so i'm going to try to cover two topics today um, and as before, I will answer your questions later on during the show. If you want to ask about the subject I'm talking about, that's great. If you want to ask a personal question about your own chart, then you should be there ready, hopefully, to provide me with your birth date and birthplace at the very least. And if you have the time of birth, well, that would be great. And also, um, if you'd like to get a personal reading with me, uh, please feel free to email me. And that my email is just my name, Bill Atride, B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E, at gmail.com. Or you can call me at my number, which is 646-401-0155, to arrange for a personal reading. Uh, I have office hours almost every day from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Eastern Time, so that's when you can probably reach me or send me an email anytime, and certainly I'd be happy to correspond with you. Okay? <clears throat> okay, so let's see what's up here with Uranus and Neptune. Now, what I'd like to say is one of the more consequential themes in the development of humanity and our human social development throughout the ages has been this ongoing and interdependent or ever-changing balance between the conditions of our individuality and the conditions of our community or communal self. At various points in history, within any culture as well as between different cultures, there's been this reciprocal balance between the degree to which people are freer to express themselves as more individual, to differentiate themselves from their various groups, and times and other times when the larger social order of the family, community, ethnicity, and the state are able to more closely or narrowly define and often circumscribe that individual freedom. So in examining the cycle of Uranus and Neptune, we can discern a rhythm or heartbeat of this central theme in human development. Their cycle of relationship is about 170 years long, and which always begins at their conjunction. And the last conjunctions, uh, the last three conjunctions of Uranus and Neptune were 1993, the, one we're, the cycle we're currently in, obviously. And before that was 1821. And before that was 1650. At each of these moments, an old order of the relationship between the individual and their communities ended, and a new one began. Here in 2017 and 2018, 
we've arrived at the first stage of this new cycle that began in 93. And it's called the semi-square, or it's the 45-degree angle, the division of the circle by numbers. And what we would call, a, what we would call in looking at the heavens, if it was like a new moon going to a full moon and back again, this would be the crescent moon phase, when the moon is first apparent there as a thin crescent in the sky. The previous times we were at such a moment in history were 1845 to 47, or in the previous cycle, 1673 to 75. What does it mean to be at such a time? Well, at any crescent phase of any planetary pair, when the, it's when the emerging new theme released at the conjunction or the new moon is encountering the countervailing forces of the past. So the new and the old are in a struggle. And so there's a struggle between a new way of being that is being brought face to face with the fearful pulls and pushes of the old order trying to restore or maintain itself. This struggle between more individual freedom and more community or communal conformity will play out during the entire 170-year cycle of Uranus and Neptune again and again. But at these particular moments or periods, it will certainly become more acute. And we are at such a time right now. When either of these energy forms becomes imbalanced with the other, we either move towards extreme forms of independence and break our bonds of fellowship with one another, or we bind ourselves into individually individuality denying forms of communalism, which can or will lead to the breakdown in the integrity of each member of that group. There is a need for life, for spirit, to find itself by being one and true, but it can only do so if by being part of something greater, of belonging and being formed by something larger too. As I like to say often, we all want to be one of a kind, but we also can only find our meanings and values by being part of some kind. The cycle that began in 1993 has now reached a critical moment. It should be apparent and clear to many, if not most people, that we are witnessing throughout the world this higher tension between freedom and communal life ways. And it is ripping cultures and ethnicities and communities and even families into ever more fragmented relationships and groupings. You could say that the centripetal force of freedom has become severely unbalanced in its integral relationship with the centrifugal force of love. <clears throat> the egoistic or narcissistic and divisive energies appear ascendant. Love, sacrifice, and communalism are in retreat. As they become unhinged or out of balance with one another, each seemingly devolves into a twisted or warped version of its higher nature. <clears throat> Excuse me. In such a time, freedom becomes ripped from shared affections, becoming selfish and nihilistic. And then equally in response, the principle of love becomes bounded by the fear of the unfamiliar. Affections become narrowed and retreat inwardly to often anachronistic anchors like tribal groupings based on blood and soil. <clears throat> the true communal foundations of our common ancestry, that we all can trace our physical and spiritual roots to the same cause, this essential root of us all seems to devolve and the center that is the force that binds the entire universe, true spiritual love, that love then cannot hold for a time, and societies fall into disassociated groups made of fear-filled groupings, 
tribes formed upon fear, <clears throat> and they look upon the other as the carrier of darkness, blame, and fear. Yes, it would appear, if we were only to go by the headlines and news stories, that the catabolic forces of fear and hatred are outpacing the one abiding, true, and supreme force of this universe, which is love. But we need not, nor should we retreat or succumb to fear, because we can also find comfort and reassurance in our history. We can find inspiration and confirmation of our own responses to this challenge by looking at what came before in a time such as this. During this same moment in the previous cycle, during the 1840s, we saw the emergence of new forms of consciousness and social organizations. In the USA, the rising tide against slavery, the ceaseless efforts of people and groups finding common purpose and sensibilities guided by love flowed into the abolitionist and other social justice movements that were counterpoints to the rising tide of anti-immigrant fears and other retrogressive reactions of that time. These fear-filled and love-countered actions were fueled and fostered by the changes in the economy and culture because the USA steadily was moving from a rural and agrarian culture into a more industrial and city-based one. You could argue that it is not unlike our attempt to deal with the newly interconnected and fast-changing world of technology that we are attempting to deal with in our own time. But as life equals spirit and spirit equals life, the one constant truth in our journey in this experience is change. What is not constant or consistent is how we respond or react to this change. We all have a choice to respond with fear or hope, with love or hate. Where can we find such stirrings that will go, that will, what will right the balance of individuality and community in our time? I would argue that it perennially emerges and or remains ever present locally, that there are in fact innumerable instances, stories, struggles of loved formed efforts being made in local towns and larger communities to solve their problems in this fast changing world. Though we may look for leadership from on high, it is in these smaller, more intimate settings that our new world is being formed. Spirit fills the spaces that are in need of greater understanding and kindliness. Each of us can do our part to right some wrong, to be more considerate of others, and to help those in need. All these so-called little acts of love are the building blocks for the better world that is coming. For that world is coming through each and every one of us helping to make it so. Well, that's what I wanted to say about Uranus and Neptune, and there's, of course, a lot more we could consider with that, but I did want to also uh, take us into this consideration of what's coming around the corner and something we'll be working with uh, beginning on June 26th is the planet Mars turning retrograde. Um, its cycle is roughly, it, it runs for, um, whereas Mercury retrogrades three times a year for about 23 days each time, and Venus retrogrades about every one and a half years for about 40 days, the planet Mars will retrograde about every two years and, every, and two months for about 70 days or so, give or take. It is the planet that goes retrograde the least. So you could always should take advantage of this opportunity, which doesn't come that often. Now, it goes retrograde in the 26th. 
It goes backwards and finally reaches its opposition on July 26, 27, when it's at its brightest for us here, and then turns direct again on August 27th, okay? So a little over 60 days, almost 70 days in length. Mars rules your actions and desires. It is here to serve yourself, the sun, by providing the drive to secure your needs and your wants. But when it turns retrograde, it signals a time for you to turn inward. Mars retrograde offers you the opportunity to re-examine what exactly it is that you do desire. And just as importantly, it calls upon you to reconsider how you should secure it. This time, Mars is retrograding through Aquarius. So the review of your desires and aims will be upon your dreams of a better world to be made true. It will, be a, a, being a re, it will bring a re-examination of your friendships and communities. And it will remind you that your dream can only be realized if their dreams come true too. Whenever a planet is moving retrograde, it is actually moving closer to the Earth. Mars and Earth will be closer to one another than at any time when we reach the midpoint of the retrograde when Mars is opposite the Sun and the Earth is between the Sun and Mars. This will happen this time around July 26, 27th. Though some might consider a planet to be somehow weakened by moving backwards, you must remember that this is only an appearance for us here on Earth. In the matter of Mars, what's happening is we on Earth are catching up to Mars and passing it as if we were on an inside lane of a racetrack. Mars appears to be going backwards only because we are catching up and passing by. Moreover, as we do catch up, we make our closest approach to Mars and it will grow bigger and brighter in our sky. Mars, the avatar of desires and actions, will shine redder than ever, and will be much more, they'll be much more stirred within and around you, too. You will see Mars at his most glorious, a glowing crimson orb, when he forms that opposition to the sun at the end of July. But many observers have noted that whenever Mars turns retrograde, the forces of self-assertion seem to slip beyond the normative bounds of caution or self-restraint, and we find increasing manifestations sometimes of aggression and even violence. Yes, there is danger here. But you must know that the misuse of spiritual energies is always a problem, no matter what is happening up there. But it would seem that this period of Mars retrograde stirs more strongly than other times the shadow depths of the human psyche where hurts and resentments have festered and the result of this stirring of painful energies will inflame passion and it will stoke fear and anger and this collision of passion pain and anger can erupt in actions that lead to the harming of oneself or of others but always remember the energies evoked or stoked by mars are neither good or bad Rather, it is your degree of spiritual awareness and your evolution that will indicate how the energy will be received. And then how will you pass it on equally depends upon your own spiritual development and self-control. How you receive the energies around you, how you work with them, and what form you will pass them on is determined by your spiritual integration and awareness. To the extent that you have become more self-masterful, guided by your higher self and not your ego, then to that same extent you will be able to wield your physical, emotional, 
mental and intuitional powers in a loving and constructive manner. And to the extent that you remain unintegrated with conflicts within and between your hierarchical nature of body, feelings, mind, and spirit, then to that same extent will you act destructively toward yourself and or towards others. This is true always. What Mars retrograde can and should be used for is to take this opportunity to pierce through those shadows of old fears and hurts and restore your being to greater mindfulness, unconditional love, and a centered will. In the end, as always, it comes quite down simply to one thing. Do you love yourself? Do you have and know the love of your higher self as real and ever-present and before you at all times? Do you stand in its presence so that this eternal fountain source of love pervades your entire being and all of your actions too? And from this experience of your true self, you will equally know that you are to treat the other before you as you treat yourself with unconditional love too. Mars is the part of your journey informed by your desire. You are always on the path of awakening, of learning to become a better or more complete human. That's what we're here for. It will always be so, and as long as you sojourn here as a human, as long as you strive to become outwardly what you are in your higher self, to become fully awakened, to become a deva or shining one, you will continue on this journey to discover, accept, and embrace your true nature, which is spirit, which is love. As Mars grows brighter night after night, as you move towards that moment of greater revelation, take time to reconsider where you are going and how you are getting there. Look more deeply within yourself and ask, is this what I should aim for? Is this the way to move my dreams and the dreams of others closer to our shared dream? To reach higher within and to reach higher without and arrive at our true heart's desire. To walk in the light and be welcomed into that beacon of hope. To become that light, which is the promised, the shining city on the hill. Well, um, I'm, I'm losing my voice, as you probably can hear. I'm trying to hold it together. <laughs> I've been working all day long, and I probably should have taken a break from some sessions so I'd have more for our show here today. But I'll, I'll stumble through, and if my voice cracks a few times more, uh, I'm sure you won't hold that against me. So um, I just thought I would just put those both out there for your consideration that we are in this most amazing time with Uranus and Neptune and the struggle between becoming more truly an individual Uh, but also balancing that with our need to maintain our communal bounds of affection and connection to one another, because we can't be anything without one another. We're all mixed up together here, and all other people's thoughts and voices and feelings and experiences are part of what makes me me, and I make them what they are. And so we owe each other so much, and we can't be anything without one another. So we have to be individuals, and we have to be in our communities. We have to have a balance here throughout our existence. And there are times for more or less, but right now they're undergoing a great struggle as people react with fear and become more tribal 
or become more isolated individual and cut their bounds from one another, equally bad responses. We've got to hold it together and build stronger communities and celebrate even more individualities too. And likewise with Mars, which is sort of playing into all this we could see for these next couple of months, we have to consider what is the goal and how do we get there? What is it that I desire? Uh, and there are various levels of desire, but of course our highest desires are our aspirations, and it is to have our dreams come true. And our dream is for self-fulfillment. But I cannot be fulfilled if you're not fulfilled. How could I be happy if you're not happy? Our happiness and dreams are made of one another. And so my desire cannot be personalized and selfish and self-centered. That is only going to destroy me and destroy my world. It has to be other interested, that I must be willing to act for others as I act for myself in concert with them, building a greater space of freedom and mutual self-realization. Well, I see, as always, a number of you are hanging on there very patiently for me to get to you so you can ask me a question or two. And I, and I welcome your questions, whether on this subject today on community and, and individuality or on, on desire and how we achieve and move our desires along. Um, but uh, I'll take you in order of when you've been holding on here. Uh, and again, if you do want to um, ask a question about your own chart, about yourself and a, a relationship question, uh, a health matter, a, a career question, certainly uh, you may and should do that. Um, but do give me then um, uh, at least your birth date and place of birth, and if you have it, your time of birth, so I can answer that question for you. Okay, so let's see who's here, and I'm welcoming my first guest of the day. Okay, so hello there. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Yeah, hi, Bill. This is Stacy from Florida. I just want to know when you see another job coming in. It just seems okay. like it's always a retrograde. And <laughs> it's always a retrograde. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, you have, are you the one from Oceanside, New York, originally? Yeah. And I just oh, had good. a job, and, you know, it was a temp thing, and they let us both go. It's crazy. Uh, it's it's like a day and a half. They let us both go, me and another gal. And it's just upsetting. You know, I feel like I'm at a standstill. <laughs> well, um, I, 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 it's not Mercury, of course. I mean, though, that we talk about Mercury going back and forth and bringing uh, hope startings and stoppings. Um, but what is probably most obviously influential always for you in your life is that you're um, you're the ruler of, of Capricorn. You're a Capricorn, as you know. The planet Saturn, it's now returned to your sign. And so this, this whole year of 2018 is a year of testing for you mm-hmm. in terms of how you've structured your life inwardly and outwardly in terms of fulfilling yourself, in terms of mastering your skills and developing your talents and then plugging that into the world around you. And it's always arduous when Saturn's in our sign and on our sun with a year of like heavy lifting. It's, it's sort of like the year of Sisyphus, you know, Sisyphus rolling the rock up the hill and then rolling back down. And I'm sure you know that, that metaphor and it's a metaphor you're dealing with this year. I, I think I can promise you some greater relief in terms of the vicissitudes of your work situation but that's going to come in a couple of months from now, and that's when your progressed moon, this other great measure of time, 
um, which has been going through your eighth house of your chart, again, a rather challenging part of the chart in terms of unions and separations and feeling support or the lack of support, ends its sojourn there and moves into your ninth house, which is the house of expansion and growth and, and expanded experiences. It's sort of like there's a, like a cloud list. And you feel like um, there are new horizons and new futures uh, shining out ahead of you. Um, but that's going to be probably only when we get to the latter part of this summer or into the fall. Like I, I'm, I'm letting the chart, I'm letting it run the calculations here so I can give you a, a sort of date certain here. Though, you know, certainty is not always at that absolute, but the moon should get there. Oh, it's, it's soon as I thought it's August 1st. So we've only got the rest of June to get through and all of July, but there's something saying about a lighter energy, a lightning in energy coming for you beginning on August one. Um, and it could prove because that expanded experience of the ninth house often does bring things from not near at hand, but far away you might find opportunities coming into your life from a greater distance. Now, that just could mean that getting involved in a, a business venture or a corporation that is more international or broader based than just a locally based business, I'm not sure. Um, but I would hope as we get to the end of July and beginning of August, when Saturn makes its second pass over your sun in late July and the moon goes into your ninth house the very beginning of August, that that would prove to be a turning here and a more expansive time coming in for you at that juncture. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause so my mom says, you know, what is it? I can't hold the job. Like there's something wrong with me. And I said, I'm not doing anything wrong. I was at a job for almost a decade. So you know right. how it right feels now. when you can't even hold a job and you can't even explain why. Right. No, it's, it's like sometimes we're going through a period and we, we just say, well, when we're in it, we think it's never going to end. That's what it feels like because it's the phase we're in, but it does have a beginning, middle, and end. Um, and I would say this was going to be a tough year or a tough time. Now, another mm-hmm. avenue you could seek out for support, always in your life, but especially at a time like this, is um, the planet Jupiter, which rules growth and expansion, good fortune, good luck, literally, it's the planet of that. And, of course, you being a Sag rising person, it's, it's really the ruler of your chart. So, again, it is a marker for you to always keep an eye on. It's now spending mm-hmm. this whole year in your 11th house, the house of friendship. Um, and that means that oh, through when you my said friend, about friends, yeah. you, when you said about friendship, do you see me making any friends? Well, this is a year. Yeah, the one okay. friend I met, you know, I know now, I don't consider it a friend because, you know, she's got a good job and everything. And it's like she's like, oh, I'm going out to dinner with my family or this and that. How about we go clubbing at 10 o'clock? And to me, that's really not a friend. No, no, no. I mean, this would this is the house of community and friendship and companionship. So it says you need to look around your space, local space, and say, <laughs> What activities are people engaged in here, either in a community activity, a social cause, a cultural activity? It could be an art fair. I don't, I don't care what it is. Whatever is of interest to you, that you go to that and be with people of like mind and like interest. And through those people could come an offer or a connection to a job. That it's both 
enjoyable to be there with them um, and make new friends or deepen a friendship through this activity, but also would provide an avenue for securing some greater means of employment. So it's, it's a twofer, basically. It's both something I would enjoy, enjoy doing anyways um, in terms of... And that's of, the end of in, July. No, and that's, that's, that's this July. whole year. No, this, is, this energy is here from late fall 2017 to the late fall of 2018. You've got the planet Jupiter in your 11th house, which means the good that comes into your life this year, the blessings that come into your life this year, directly come to you through friendship and companionship. Um, and, and because you also, the ruler of your 10th house of career is the sign mm-hmm. of Libra, and that means Venus rules it. Well, Venus is in your 11th house, again, the house mm-hmm. of friendship. So as opposed to some people going to a headhunter or some other means of obtaining, attaining a job, I would always say to you, you're going to get your work or find your work and make your friends through work and find your work through friends. So work your network of friends or make new friends to find your work is what you want to do. Do you think, like you're saying, I may make a friend at my job or I'm going to, a friend is going to offer me work? Or offer you work or say, hey, do you know about that? They know about a job and they can show you or hook you up with something. Um, but part of that may be also you staying engaged in your community, going out and, you know, giving of your time and energy to a cause you believe in, helping in some way. It could be cultural. It could be environmental. It could be political. I don't care. But it's by mm-hmm. being engaged with other people that share an interest mm-hmm. that you have that you make the friend and then find the connection to something else. Okay? Oh, so it's going to be a better year than what I had last year. Woo-hoo. Oh, no, no, you've been going through a hard period with that moon in the eighth house. And as I said, starting August 1, for whatever reason, your emotional state changes. And there's a real lifting, if you will, into a better place. Yeah, because I could say, like, I feel like I've been a hermit, so to speak, so to speak. You know, it's kind of humiliating, this whole ordeal that... I couldn't find steady work in the last four years, and I've had a job for a decade before that. So right, you understand right. so, how you yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but don't don't be a hermit because the universe has a hard has a hard time to bring you the benefits and gifts it can deliver to you if you're not out mm-hmm. available to to receive it. So you need oh, to be no, out. Oh no, I'm not talking about, about that. I'm I'm talking about on my weekend yeah. socially. Oh, yeah. I'm talking yeah, yeah, no, about like just, socially. Yeah, but I'm just saying in general, stay out and available so the universe can bring you opportunity. Oh, thank you so much, Bill. I really appreciate it. You're very I welcome, really Stacey. Do. Well, I'll talk to you again. Okay. Oh, thank you. And I'm so flattered you remembered me. Oh, <laughs> no problem. Thank you. Okay. Right, sure, sure. Okay, talk to you later. Right, Hello. You've reached Bill. Hello? Hi. Hello. I talked to you once before Hello. quite a while ago. Does that mean that my data birthday is still in your system then? It, it might be here. I hope so. I, I'm pretty good at trying to keep records. Let's see. What's your first name? Let's give it a go. It'll save you all the time of having to input it. Allison. Sure. Mar- Allison. My go back. Okay. I go, I go, I go first name. So there, March 1557, yep. right? Yeah. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Yay. Okay. 11.48. 11.48. Yeah, 11.48. 11.48 a.m. in Berkeley, California. So you're the yeah. Pisces, yeah. 
Virgo moon, yep. Cancer rising. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. yep. I do astrology, so you're talking. You're talking. We're, we're like on the same page. All right. So. Um, okay. Good. <laughs> uh, um, the caller you were just talking to, she needs to know that August first, there is a Mercury retrograde happening in July. I think it's the twenty seventh to April. I mean August twenty. Second or something? No, nineteenth. I think it might be nineteenth, twentieth, something of that nature. Yeah, the, so the, anyway, yeah, the next, yeah, the next Mercury retrograde is coming. But again, yeah, but in her own chart, there's some there's some nice things happening that should help her along. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not calling about that. Um, I was wondering what, um, you know, I would like to hear a second opinion on astrology. What? What uh, what you kind of look at as the best timing for a uh, I'm making a really really uprooted uprooted relocation. Um, the timing is a little bit um, unknown, but I have a general sense of the the window. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if when you look at the planets, um, and again taking into account. Mercury retrograde, so there will be no signing of leases during that time. I don't need you to tell me that. Um, but uh, right. what, what you see is kind of the best timing um, for when this could be this year. No, no, you're talking. Up. You're talking. Yeah. You, you know it's going to happen this year, and you, oh, and it's going to okay. And you and you want to make a major relocation. You're saying. It has to be. I, it's not that I want to. It has. Uh, it's something that's been kind of forced on me. Okay. Um, I'll just so see I'll what's going on here. Yeah. I'm looking at what's going on in your chart, just going back and yeah. forth here for yeah. The, yeah. the progressions and transits. Um, yeah. Yep. Obviously, what is more of a precipitating factor here. Um, is the fact that Saturn is finally exiting your sixth house and moving into your seventh house. And people don't realize when, when, when planets move into angles, they're all about the orientation and space between self and other and roots and destiny. Um, and so the, the fact that Saturn's dancing around that doorway between the sixth and into the seventh house definitely says you're moving into a new social space or need to be, um, but it just retrograded back into that sixth house and doesn't emerge out of there. Oh, it has to turn direct and go forward again. So that doesn't happen until um, November. So what degree, what degree is, I don't have my ephemeris up. What degree is Saturn at the moment? It's at six degrees, um, roughly. Oh, okay. um, I mean, and yeah. and it, I, mean, oh, I, I, I can give you the... Yeah, so right now Saturn retrograded out of your... Seventh house on June fourteenth, right. um, uh-huh. and right right as we speak, right around now, it's around six and some and change. It turns uh-huh. direct uh-huh. not until September sixth, and then it comes back okay. into your seventh house in that last ten days of November, and that would be an opportune time to begin to redefine oneself in a new social space. Let's just put it that okay. way. So that right, that's right. one thing, um, right. and also what's what's sort of coinciding with that almost to the day um, <laughs> is when, but not exactly, but not, not too far off is also there in early November, like more like mid November, uh, Jupiter mm-hmm. has moved into your sixth house, which is the house of life and living and lifestyle saying now mm-hmm. I'm moving into a new kind of lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I'm getting 
two indicators that say November looks really significant in this regard. Um, mm-hmm. But again, that may not fit with what you know your parameter needs are to make a change. I don't know. But that mm-hmm. if I was able to make a choice or wanted to make, needed to make a choice, um, mm-hmm. I'd, be, I'd be sort of aiming for something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that fit at all, or is that not possible? You've well, got to move before um, that. You're, see, you're looking – I'm trying to pull up this time list right now. But, um, the uh, November time frame, when, when did you say that um, uh, Saturn turns direct again? Saturn turns direct in September. Um, and get, but it takes a while to get moving again. So it goes direct right, at right. two and a half degrees of Capricorn. Doesn't reach your seventh house again till November twenty first. Um, oh, late and November. That, and, okay, late, yeah. So so late November, but Jupiter has reached your sixth house, which is equally mm-hmm. important since uh-huh. it rules that house um, and moves mm-hmm. into that house of lifestyle and living conditions, and basically it's what mm-hmm. I call the house of order. And Jupiter there mm-hmm. says, my order, my life is changing, which we know mm-hmm. has been an ongoing theme in your life now for almost a couple of years uh, because mm-hmm. Saturn's been in that seventh, sixth house these last couple of years. And more especially, mm-hmm. your progressed moon has been in that house for almost two years as well. So mm-hmm. there's been a lot <laughs> and continues to be a lot going on in that house of, does my life make sense? Am I living mm-hmm. a sustainable life? Is this lifestyle mm-hmm. I've created in terms of work and play and activity and rest functional mm-hmm. and meaningful and beautiful, or do I mm-hmm. need to adjust right. my lifestyle to make for a more, um, more sustainable one? And so right. as, Saturn, as Saturn exits that house and mm-hmm. Jupiter enters it almost within days of each other, that team mm-hmm. seems to me be a really timely time to set in place this new work and new, a new kind mm-hmm. of lifestyle for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, okay. what I'm thinking, I, that's interesting to hear. Um, I haven't had a look at the ephemeris lately, but I've got it up now, so now I'm kind of following along. But the um, what I'm thinking is um, the actual, what what seems to be the timetable now. Again, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, fluidity, but um, it's still within a pretty narrow window. Uh, it looks mm-hmm. like the actual relocation that I'm so excited about not <laughs> is going to be uh, probably August. Could be okay. August. I'll be I'll be lucky if I can push it. If I it well, realistically, probably it's going to be August. It might be early September, but that's kind of the time frame I'm looking at. So the November sort of goodies, let's call them, uh, will will be subsequent by some amount of time following. Right. The, so, 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 so that so maybe my, it's when that Saturn, maybe when, when Saturn yeah, turns direct right. in that house in the beginning of September is when you can make it happen. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But maybe some good things will start kind of, maybe I'll start getting some traction um, on, on the, uh, following the move, um, it, you know, a couple months, at, well, two or three months afterwards. Would be well, what, yeah. Well, kind what of happens when Saturn, like, because when Saturn goes into your seventh house in November, that's when uh-huh. the focus and of tests, but also of development in your life turns to relationship. And you right. see, because, because we're in new social circumstances, mm-hmm. we're meeting up with new kinds of people in a community or in a city or in our job or wherever we're meeting them. 
And so mm-hmm. now we're, we know what's front and center of my life is I have to redefine my relationships because mm-hmm. I'm in new relationships. I'm in a new space. So right. that's, exactly. what takes, that's what takes hold as a theme starting in November. Um, right. So quite likely right. you could have moved into that new space, but now you're really immersing yourself in that space more and yeah. participating in this new space yeah. by November. Like said, so maybe it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, well, maybe it's November, early September. Also November is Mer- uh, Neptune goes direct at the, also at the end of November. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's retrograding till then. Yeah, it's your, I know that's your new and accepted yeah. ruler. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But also, yeah, so but, but again, um, um, yeah, and I guess you said you don't want to be moving there before the, the, the August 18, 19 till Mercury's direct, for sure. Right. Um, oh, for sure, yeah. Planning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you okay. know, I may not have a lot of say in that. So that's that's part of it. This is not completely on my. Um, this is not. There are a lot of other factors here uh, in this whole transition. So um, I have to do. I, I'm gonna have to just go with whatever I'm told to do. Well, in a sense. well, you definitely have to. Go, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Your your biggest aspect this year. Um, talk about going with the flow, but also having one's reality be more nebulous or or having yeah. sort of a numinous about it and, and it's it's definitely dissolving and reforming is this is yeah. the year that Neptune is squaring your Saturn. Um and so it's a year where I have to dream a new reality into being because my old reality is dissolving before my very eyes. Yep. Yep. Yes, that's exactly so, right. So and and again with Neptune that means whatever reality I'm trying to create or formulate I need to be as clear as I can be, even though I know things are not clear. I yeah, need to face, face, down my, face down my fears because I don't want them to be bleeding into my new reality. I want to be as faithful as possible and fearless as possible, which is right. always a challenge. But, um, yes. but definitely, uh, it, I'm, not, I'm, I'm definitely work, walking through a world now that is not a world of terra firma. I'm walking through a world right. where things are are more like Alice to the looking glass when it comes to yeah. what it really is. So, yeah, yeah I mean, right. being, a, being a Pisces, you can handle it better than most, probably. <laughs> but, but we all, well, have but we Virgo, all like I to have ha- the Virgo moon. So I have that Virgo yeah, moon and that Jupiter and Virgo. So those are really, really extraordinarily yeah. realistic ground, grounding, just the facts, oh, ma'am. Sure, sure. Kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, but, but again, fundamental nature fundamental nature is Pisces and with Neptune so strong to your Saturn this year, yeah. this is the year when yeah. the old reality is dissolving away. Yes, it is. That, yeah. that is happening. And yet, yeah. as it does so, it's coming to the top of your chart. I mean, it's going to yeah. move into your 10,000, 2019, which means I would say to somebody with that, pursue the dream, believe in your dream. Um, but also, what is my dream? <laughs> is the question. Yeah, exactly. but but, but definitely, it's, it can be a time when a dream can come true. If I'm on the path that I'm meant to be on here, Neptune climaxing in a chart, and it took it started in your fifth house and is now finally reaching your tenth house. That's pretty epic, especially for a Pisces. Um, but it's so already, it, it's already, the, it's already in the tenth house with me. Oh, it's oh, yeah, 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 it's dancing back and forth over that. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, right. you know, 
dissolving and reformulating. Um, yes, your, but it really, it really is in that house. In nine, yeah. It's touching that midheaven exactly all during 2019 mm-hmm. and 20. So. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and then I just wanted to catch what was the progress moon. I, I didn't hear you mention what the progress moon oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where well, you're, you're, yeah you're, well, right, right now it's at 23 degrees right. of Sagittarius. Um, oh, okay. so, it, Got it. It, so it's got another you know, about six, seven months to go before it will reach Capricorn. Um, okay. And then it's got another it's got so it's got another year or so to go before it will leave that sixth house. But it's it's definitely, um, you know, um, in that third section of Sagittarius, which is the Leo section yeah. of Sag. And mm-hmm. so that's the time where in terms of the search for truth and meaning, I need to flow that more into my my creative ventures, my leadership potential, how I show my mm-hmm. love and experience love in my life. Um, I need to bring to bear the principles that I seek to embody even more so now in my life mm-hmm. into these experiences is what you're right. being called upon to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. But that moon, that moon will stay in Sag until, um, let's see, I'll tell you exactly until, where is it changing here on uh, February 19th, 2019. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Well, thank you. Uh, that's, it's always fun to talk about astrology and I really appreciate sure, it. That really helps with any, the timing. Yes. Sure, sure, Allison. Anytime. Thank you. Okay. Right. Thank you, Bill. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Okay, bye. 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 Yes. Hello, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. Who's this? Bill. Yes. Yeah, Maddie. Maddie here. I spoke with you one time before. I don't know if you need my. Um... Okay, let me let me see. You should be in the database because I I I have a Maddie January seven forty five. That's it. Right. Yes. I I gotcha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What can I do for you today? Well, um, just in general. Just if in that's general. okay, or do I need to ask no, a question? No, that's okay. No, 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 okay. you have to ask a question. Let me just, uh, let me then let the numbers all run so I can see what's the current picture. And I'm also looking at it visually, just seeing what's going on here right now. Um, you, have so, you have the time in there also, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're born at 6.50 p.m. Yeah, you're, you're the, um, you're, okay. you're, your sun sign is Capricorn and your moon sign is Scorpio. And you've got the zero degree, first degree of Leo rising. Um, uh, yes. and you, uh-huh. and you still have probably for, as before, cause it takes time for these things to unfold. Your progress moon is steadily moving through the sign of cancer. Um, but it's still then in your 12th house. And, and, and that is a, a very special time in anybody's life. It's a time of soul searching and deep soul work is done of sort of tying up loose ends and making, bringing an end to a story of my life or a chapter, or I'd say a volume of life as we begin to move towards a new one and it won't be until and it, maybe this, I said this last time in March of 2019, towards the end, you will feel like you're stepping out into a new world or you, you'll know you're stepping out into a new world. But until that time you are in a way creating a seed for a new beginning by wrapping up the old life. 
uh, wrapping, uh-huh. understanding what the new life, old life had brought you to up until this point. Um, and so this is a very emotional time, too. It's full of feelings and emotions that well up as you grapple with those memories and recollections and remembrances. And it, it all makes sense now as you see all the different parts of your life sorting into a whole picture. And that from that holding, making it whole function is how you then create a seed that is the new beginning that you plant in the spring of 2019. So oh, 2019 is bringing away. a new life. Not long away now. Uh, we're not getting every month we get closer. <laughs> uh, but, but, and again, Let's again, get through the holidays like, and I'll be good. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, you'll definitely feel like the 2019 is a very different order from what 2000, well, the last couple of years have been 2016 or 17 mm-hmm. and 18 have been about. Um, and also, of course, you're also a Capricorn, but you're right there in the middle of Capricorn, you know, with um, your son at 17 or so of Capricorn. So you're going to have Saturn on your son next year. Um, and so you're getting ready for that as well. And that's going to kind of neat that your moon will be your progressed moon will be in your first house during the same year that Saturn's on your sun, which is also implies or indicates a new beginning. So no matter how I slice or dice your chart here, um, uh, inwardly and outwardly, the inner life unfolding and the outer life sort of that we're actually encountering, um, you're going to be turning a page and have a brand new page to write on in 2019. Um, That's, that's certainly happening. Um, in terms of where there's definite opportunity for growth this year and expansion or better fortune, one would say good luck. That, of course, is our good friend Jupiter. Um, and Jupiter this year is, is parked in your fourth house, the house of home and family and the roots of your life. So it's a time to enrich yourself with family, to improve your home, to improve your experiences of family members, whether your family is a family of literally the biological family or your larger extended family of people who are friends and family. Um, This is a time to enjoy more um, that centering experience of being close and sharing with one another in family like experiences. But literally for people, some people at the time when they would say, okay, I got to put some new paint on the wall spruce up my wall, my home, or get some new drapes or recover the sofa or, you know, home improvements are big when Jupiter is in the fourth house. Um, It's it's a physical thing to do. Um, And for those who are involved in transactions, like real estate transactions and buying and selling or refinancing or whatever home matters, um, Jupiter in the fourth house is said to be a general protector. It's the best time in a 12-year period to buy or sell property if one was in the market for that. Um, Because Jupiter... Jupiter there favors you in the buyer or seller position, which often those things coincide. (laughs) You're buying and you're selling or selling and Uh buying. Um, But still, if you're not looking to change homes, then it's time to improve the home in a physical way. And it's certainly in time psychologically and spiritually to deepen one's connection to home. So some people may say, oh, gee, I want to look more deeply into my family ha- ancestry and I do some more you know, work on Ancestry.com and contacting so-and-so and building our family tree or whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. Or something, I discover something about my family and it, it, it fills in a gap of understanding that I, you know, we all think we know who we are 
until someone tells us a story and we realize, oh, my God, that's part of my story, too. It's like it just keeps getting filled in like a like a giant mosaic. We don't know their tiles missing until we get really close. <laughs> but, you know, but right. when, when another when another piece is put in there, it's like, oh, that makes sense, because now this connects to that. And now I know why that's like that. And, you know, so this could be a time where you're deepening and extending your experience of home and family um, would also be something to consider at this time. Okay. Okay. And yeah. And, yeah. And, and again, how, how are you doing physically? How's your health? Are you doing okay? I have a foot problem. Mm. I, I, I massaged my foot the uh, last week and I woke up the following morning and my foot, uh, it's sore. I don't know if it's a. Uh, I don't know if it's a um, bone spur or the tendons or the muscle in this left foot. But anyway, right. it's like when I put pressure on it, it's sore. It hurts. And now, I, now and where I, is it hurting? In the front or the middle or the or the or the heel area? Uh, it's not the heel area. It's on the. You know how you come? You rub your hand down your leg and you you just yeah. straight okay. on the side of your leg and on. Inside of your right. leg, and you go down red, red in that area before you get to the okay. heel part. Just the, just okay. the uh, uh, above the arch. Right by the arch you know. there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of muscles and tendons and fascia in the foot. It's a complex, amazing appendage. Obviously, <laughs> we could stand and walk. Um, but but again, sometimes we're more prone to sensitivities in certain areas. Um, and though, though we say that Pisces rules the foot, and you do have your Venus in Pisces, but that wouldn't usually be a problematical condition in general, mm-hmm. one would say. But mm-hmm. you do have Saturn, which is where we do have challenges and tests in our life. Your Saturn's in Cancer, which typically would be issues with digestion generally. But Saturn is in your 12th house, and the 12th mm-hmm. house like the 12th sign of Pisces, is um, a house that governs the foot. And so someone with Saturn in the 12th house may oh, really? end up in their life, yes, they may end up in their life having some foot trouble. And the reason that may be kicked up right now in your chart is quite literally because this year, Saturn, again, it's the ruler of Capricorn, is moving opposite to, to um, Saturn, in your chart, Saturn's in Capricorn, opposite your Saturn in Cancer. It came across your own Saturn back in February. It literally is opposite your Saturn again right now, here in June. So if I was looking for a time when a Saturn thing might kick up in your chart, it'd be right now. And right now. Saturn is, is, yeah, Saturn's about bones and connective tissue, the fascia, the tendons, all those connective things that hold us together, our bones, our skin, yeah. our teeth are here. That's all Saturn stuff. And when Saturn's feeling pressure um, from itself, in this case, um, it can act up on a physical level and you've got to address it in a physical way. So you've got to do, soak your foot, massage your foot, maybe you see a physical therapist, find out what's going on. But you mm-hmm. also know that probably means that on some other higher level, something is off. Maybe I'm emotionally stressed or mentally I'm conflicted about something, or spiritually I'm ill at ease about something, and it's Mm -hmm. now showing up as a stressful condition in my foot, and it's really there, (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. it's really there, and so I'm not imagining it, and I can treat it there, and maybe just treating it there will go away. But I would suspect it's also indication about matters pertaining to how supported I feel, because it's all about support. <laughs> and am, yeah. I, am, I, am I giving too much of myself away and not getting enough back? Or am I, do I feel unsupported by others? Um, or, or am I burdened down with too many oughts and shoulds and I've got to t- lighten my load, whatever it is, and learn how to rest some more, whatever it might be. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm building up stresses that my body is now manifesting. So mm-hmm. I would say take it easier, number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Take, me down get, a off, little bit. get off your feet. Get up your feet. Take off your feet. Give your, give, teach, I mean, treat your feet with tenderness and kindness because you yeah, need them all day long. Yeah. Massaging it with uh, onical and rosemary, uh, magnesium exactly. oil and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, yeah, and again, also... It, it, um, uh, also, uh, I thought Spirit spoke to me this morning and said, you need silica. And I said, okay, i okay, got to yeah. get that mineral, silica. I incorporated liquid mineral in my diet uh, last week, a week before last. I use that every okay. day. And now I'm going to get some silica and MSM sulfur, things like that, right. that you know that helps break up the methylation uh, right. the, um, the sulfur does. And the silica, as we know, is for the tendons and the bones and the joints. Exactly, and, exactly. And, and again, um, we, we need to use things to make them strong, but when we overuse things and they don't have time to recover, they, they have stress fractures build up and tears. And rather than building up, it's tearing down too much, so we need to give it more rest, but, not, but we need then to exercise it and re-strengthen it. So you have to treat it, you know, we're built to move, um, we're built to to, to do things. But again, when obviously we're getting warning signs that something is hurting and injured, we have to treat it. So you're doing that, you're treating it, um, take care of yourself. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised given that your Saturn's in your 12th house and now opposite Saturn's opposite your Saturn, you're dealing with stresses that are showing up in your foot. Okay. That's it. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think I know exactly okay. what it's coming. I know exactly what it's coming from. When you're dealing with your your family. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. that's always, again, you know, and again, of course, you've got Saturn in cancer. So that's part of your test in life is the security and nurturing of family and home and responsibilities entailed in that. And we got to give and get. We got to have it be reciprocal. Otherwise, it can't be sustained. Yes. 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 Okay. I'm proud of being a matriarch. Yes. I hear you. Okay. Well, yes. Oh, no, it's, it's okay. You can you can be that, but also delegate, delegate. <laughs> delegate, yes, yes. Delegate. <laughs> Still standing in my light, yes, yes. But okay, thanks for Maddie. That, enlightenment. that really helped You're me. You're very welcome, Maddie. Okay. What's going on in my okay. chart? Uh, and sure. um, I um, yes. Thank you again. Okay. Okay, uh-huh. sure. Well, I'll talk to and you. I'll talk to you again. All right. Okay. okay. Bye. Okay. Have have a wonderful day. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. Okay, everyone, uh, the show is about to end. It's going to cut me off as it does, so I will just, uh, I I think there's, uh, I think we're all done for today, and I uh, think it was a good show. I hope you enjoyed it, and do feel free to contact me if you have any suggestions for a future show. 
uh, in, and I'm going to be, probably be back in a couple of weeks here. I'm going to be away for a couple of weeks, but I'll be back in a couple of weeks with another show for you. So my very best to all of you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for listening. And I will post, um, I believe, transcripts of this, this show into two parts, one on the Uranus-Neptune, uh, and then when Mars turns retrograde in a week or so, I'll post that one as well so you can read it if you want to read as well as listen to what I had to say. Okay? Talk to you all later. Bye for now.